We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Movie March, the rustle of popcorn while you're preaching. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's all good. Well, it's uh, great to have you here, especially if you're visiting, and we want to welcome you. And I've said this already before, but we're doing things a little bit different this morning. Uh, this morning, I'm actually going to use a movie to, to communicate just some principles that I believe God has for us and for you today. And I know that if you open your heart and let him speak to you, he'll come and minister to you. And so uh, even whether you've been a Christian for a long time or whether, whether this is your first time in church, today I believe God's going to minister and speak to you this morning. Well, the movies that I've chosen are, again, um, an epic movie. Uh, last year I cho- chose a rather epic movie. But this year the editing's been a little bit different. Uh, there's no, no gory scenes, uh, yes, am I, and I'm not preaching on a message in the bottle or anything like that. Who's seen that movie? Don't bother. Anyway. But this morning I'm going to preach and just, just share some thoughts through a great uh, Steven Spielberg movie called Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if you've seen the movie. It's a great movie. Um, and so we're going to listen to it. We're going to pick up the first clip. Uh, really is, if you don't, haven't seen the movie, quickly, it's about the invading forces into Normandy and France near the end of the Second World War into Germany, and, and they invade, and obviously we know from history they do a good job, but obviously there's casualties along the way. And so we're picking up a storyline that is immersed in that threat of war. And so this first scene that we're going to be picking up and looking at is basically um, there's there's four brothers that go to war, and, uh, and it's all about what's, what's happened to them, and I don't want to share too much, but you probably know, but uh, we're gonna, let's just go um, to the clip in a second. But what you need to know is we're picking it up um, where they are doing the, the letters. They write letters to, of correspondence to the families uh, that, when they've had someone, one of their loved ones pass away, and so we're picking it up at that moment there. So let's see. I got something you should know about. Yes. These two men died in Normandy. This one in Omaha Beach. Sean Ryan. This man at Utah. Peter Ryan. This man was killed last week in New Guinea. Daniel Ryan. The three men are brothers, sir. I've just learned that this afternoon their mother's going to be getting all three telegrams. That's not all. There's a fourth brother, the youngest. He parachuted in with the 101st Airborne night before the invasion. He's somewhere in Normandy. We don't know where. Is he alive? We don't know. Come with me.
All four of them were in the same company in the 29th Division, but we split them up after the Sullivan brothers died on the Juno. Any uh, contact with the fourth son, James? No, sir. He was dropped about 15 miles inland near Newville, but that's still deep behind German lines. Mac, there is no way you can know where in the hell he was dropped. General, first reports out of Ike's people at Shafe said the 101st is scattered all to hell and gone. There's misdrops all over Normandy. Now, assuming Private Ryan even survived the jump, he could be anywhere. In fact, he's probably KIA. And frankly, sir, we go sending some sort of rescue mission, flat-heading throughout swarms of German reinforcements all along our axis of advance. They're going to be KIA, too. <laughs> statement of the Adjutant General of Massachusetts that you are the mother of five sons who have died gloriously on the field of battle. I feel how weak and fruitless must be any words of mine that would attempt to beguile you from the grief of a loss so overwhelming. But I cannot refrain from tendering to you the consolation that may be found in the thanks of the Republic they died to save. <clears throat> I pray that our Heavenly Father may assuage the anguish of your bereavement and leave you only the cherished memory of the loved and lost. The solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly a sacrifice upon the altar of freedom. Yours very sincerely and respectfully, Abraham Lincoln. The boy's alive. We are going to send somebody to find him. We are going to get him the hell out of there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. So we see in this movie, uh, in in the middle of war, there's there's brothers that are together, but we see we find out that the three of the brothers have died, and there's one brother left. But this 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 portion of or this passage or or, or this clip, I should say, uh, really. I believe emphasizes really the mission of God. In fact, I've titled this clip, and I want the guys to throw the clip up, as title up for me. But it says this: If the boy is alive, we will find him. And I think this is such a the words that the 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 marshal, the general marshal, says at the end of those clips is: If the boy is alive. We will find him. See, the heart of God is that if you're alive, he's going to find you. 
It doesn't matter what, how you've lived your life. Here's the thing. The thing about this is Ryan doesn't even, Private Ryan, that's who they're going after. He doesn't even know he's lost. He's doing what he's doing. He's just doing, he's supposed to be in the army. He's supposed to be serving. But he doesn't know that his brothers have, have, have died in, in, in battle and he doesn't know that he's lost. See, a lot of us will live life not knowing that we're lost. And, and this morning, I want to tell you that, that if you're alive, the God's heart, God's mantle, God's mission is, is that he's coming after you. And, and, and it goes on in, in the scripture that I've, I've asked the lads to stick up in Luke chapter 15, if they can do that. I just want to read some out of the Bible. If they can't, I'm going to do it. Wow, that's going to be tricky. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to read it for in the first First in Luke chapter 19, it says this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Uh, every one of us has been lost at one stage. And I'm talking about lost from an eternal point of view. Uh, I was lost. Who's ever been lost or misplaced from their parents? It's probably because you ran away and weren't doing what you were told. No, anyway, but uh, it's not about being lost in, in the natural. It's about being lost in our spirit. And, and the, God's heart is that if you're alive, He's coming after you. Um, there's, there's passages in Luke chapter 15, parables they're called, stories uh, that, that we could translate them in as today. And it says this, it says, um, so I'll just read it here. It says, so Jesus told them the story, if a man has a hundred sheep, now we can relate, we're Kiwis, sheep, we'll just... You're not a sheep, but the story is about sheep. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the, uh, that, the one that is lost until he finds it? I want to just emphasize that little bit of the scripture there, until he finds it. God's coming after you until he finds you or until you realize that you need him in your life. And I pray, Lord, that even if you've been a, a Christian for a long time already, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I pray that there'll be every single day that you'll know that he finds you. Every single day that you know that you're walking in the promise of God. It goes on, and when he has found it, he will be joyful. Amen, isn't that good? That when God finds you, he's joyful about it. Um, he'll be joyful carrying him home on his shoulders. I don't know if anyone's experienced that. But when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. See, God's so excited about uh, when someone gives their life to him that he calls a party, that he calls his excitement in, in, in heaven. It goes on, Jesus even says this, he says, um, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and her neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. Now, I don't know if you're a parent in this place, but... If, if, if you've ever tried to build a Lego set and there's a piece of Lego missing, I reckon you can relate to this. Uh, until you sweep out the house to find that last lost bit of Lego, 
because uh, you know that you want that satisfaction of finishing that Lego set just for yourself, not for your child, but for yourself. <laughs> but there's the same amount of diligence and, 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 and I guess eagerness that God has for you, that when, when something's lost, he'll, he'll, he uses this illustration that this lady would sweep out the entire place just to find this lost coin. Because I want to tell you, you're valuable. You're valuable. And the general marshal in the end of, this, in, in the end of that clip there, if the boy is alive, we're going to get him the hell out of there. That's, I was nervous about throwing that word in there. But it's a reality. Hell is a reality. We're lost to hell. This is pretty straight this morning. Welcome to church. Don't worry. Just keep eating popcorn. It's nice. <laughs> but there is a heaven. There is a hell. And we exist to tell people about the love of Jesus. We exist to tell people that, some, hey, if you don't know him, you're lost. This morning, the heart of God is that if you're alive, he's going to get you the hell out of hell. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Straight up, this is how we're rolling this month. <laughs> and this next clip, it moves into uh, the mission that the captain gets. Tom Hanks is playing the captain. And uh, let's just roll the clip, and I'm sure you'll understand. Well, the figures were 35 dead times two wounded. He just didn't want to give up those 88s. It's a tough assignment. That's why you got it. Yes, sir. John. I've got another one for you. Yes, sir. This one's straight from the top. I win. Baker. They took away your company? It wasn't my company. It was the Army, so they told me anyway. Could be arriving on BAR, Jackson, Wade, Beasley, and Caparzo. Beasley's dead. All right, Mellish, then. We got anybody who speaks French? Not that I know of. What about Talbot? This morning. Oh. All right. I'm gonna go try to dig up another interpreter, the symbol of Italian motor pool on the beach. Yes, sir. Ten, as you were. I'm looking for Corporal Upham yes, Timothy E. I'm Upham, sir. I understand you speak French and German? Yes, sir. How's your accent? Uh, it's just a slight one in French, but my German's clean, has a touch of the Bavarian, sir. Very good. You've been reassigned to me. Grab yes, your gear. I'm going to a place called Newville. Yes. When yes, was sir. this updated? Updated as of 08 30 hours morning. Yes, sir. This is the 12th SS Panzer. These are the two axes of France south. Sir, there are German There are artillery in here, sir. I understand, Corporal. Yes, um, <laughs> So there, are, there are a lot of Germans in the Ville. You have a problem with that, Corporal? No, sir. It's just if you consider I've never been in combat, sir. I make maps and I translate, and that's... I need someone who speaks French and German. Yes, sir. My two guys were killed. Yes, sir. It's just that I've never... I haven't held a weapon since basic training, sir. Did you fire the weapon in basic training? Yes, sir. 
Well, then get your gear. Yes. Sir, may I bring... May I bring my typewriter, sir? Right side of things, Corporal. Yes. For one thing, oh. you don't need to carry those. You'll need that. I love that clip. There's uh, so many things happening in in, in that sequence, and uh, the, the, I've actually labelled this clip um, straight from the top, as we saw at the beginning. He, the, he says to the captain, Tom Hanks, "I've got another mission from for you." And this one's straight from the top. Who knows that we have a mission? And, and we have a mission straight from the top. But uh, there's, there's two passages, there's two sequences in this clip really that I want to focus on is the, the first part where Tom Hanks, the captain, gets the mission, but then he goes to recruit the team that he needs. Uh, he's run out of translators. Unfortunately, run out means they've been killed. Um, and so he goes to find this other young guy, and I love the conversation that he's having. He's like, Sir, is there Germans there? Is there? There's a lot of Germans there. And he's like, well, have you fired your gun? Yes. Well, then get your gear. Uh, you know, I love it how he tries to bring along all the stuff that he knows, the typewriter, and it falls down. And I just love that scene. He just goes with the pencil. I don't know about you. But, uh, you know, he's just like, here's a pencil. It's all you need. And uh, so there's many things, but I want to just focus on those two things this morning. We've all been given a mission straight from the top. And that is the mission of of declaring and telling people about the love of Jesus Christ. Most people would know in this room in Matthew 28, 18 through to 20. And if the team, I don't know if they've fixed it, but otherwise I've got my trusty phone. Sort of. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, I think it's really important to know that we've been given a mission from God. And I think if you hang around church long enough, we know this mission, but when it, but when it comes to a private, when it just comes down to one person, the mission to me comes a little bit more important. Uh, I pray that every single person has a private Ryan in their life. I pray that there's people that you're praying for. You, God's given you a mission to reach someone, to reach a private Ryan, someone who doesn't even know they're lost right now. Someone who, who, who is living their life and they're doing the things that, they've been, that, that, that they're doing. But God's given us a mission to tell the world about Jesus, tell the world about the love of God. And, and that's going to cause us to go on a mission. But who knows that we can be like that corporal who, who's been gifted with the translation of French and German. But who knows he was nervous. Who knows that uh, he wanted to grab his typewriter because that's what he knew how he could do. He could type away. But, uh, but you know, God's going to send you into a mission field sometimes where you're unsure. 
We're uncertain, but here's the thing is you get bought into a pack. You get bought into a group of people that can encourage you. That's why we pray this morning, to lift people up, to encourage people. Hey, you don't need your typewriter. Just take a pencil along those lines. And so we've been given a mission straight from the top. So here's the thing is if you're alive, God's going to come after you. His mission is to come after you. But also, if you are alive, he's given us a mission that's coming from, straight from the top, from no one else. And the, the, the secretary general gave the, the purpose of this mission to the captain, but we've been given a mission by God, straight from the top, to go into all the world. All the world. All the world's a big place. But hey, we've got a prophetic ministry on this church, a seed pod ministry about how we train people and send them out. God's got a mission for you, for me, whether it's here, other places. And so God's got a mission for you and for me. Are we, are we going to be brave like that corporal? You know, I like, the, I like the leadership of Tom Hanks here. He just says, just grab your gear. Just grab your gear. That's all you need to do. I think just grab what God's given you and go after the, into the mission. Even though you might not know what's in front of you, even though you, there might be going into enemy lines like, like, oh, there's Germans there. Hey, well, that's cool. Just grab your gear. This year in, in the university, just grab your gear. This year in your workplace, just grab your gear. This year in your fa- in your, with your family, just grab your gear. Let's go into the mission. Let's do the mission. Let's outwork the mission that God has got for us. Cool? Awesome. Well, this next clip is about when they find Ryan, and so let's go to this. It's a little bit longer than the other ones. Second SS. I've been expecting a probe. That must have been it. Captain Miller. Charlie Company, 2nd Rangers. Corporal Anderson, Easy Company, 501st. Ryan, 1st and 506. EFC Tony, 3rd and 506. James Francis, Ryan? Yes, sir. How'd you guess that? got hit pretty hard. Yes, sir. Small unit action. They came in and beat the hell out of us with 88s. Tell you what, sir, if you are relief, I'm going to file a complaint. I wouldn't blame you. Who's your CEO? Would have been Captain Jennings, sir. I'm afraid the best we can muster up right now is a corporal. So what are you guys all about? We're here for him. Ryan. Me, sir? James Francis Ryan of Iowa? Yes, sir. I paid in Iowa. That's correct. What, what is this about? 
Your brothers were killed in combat. Which, which ones? All of them. Uh, on the level? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, you might want to take some time with this. There's some place you want to go and... What's this all about? Ryan lost his brothers. Which one? All of them. You, uh, you came all the way out here to tell me that? You're, you're going home. Our orders are to bring you back. Bring me back. Corporal Henderson, I don't mean to leave you even more shorthanded, but orders are orders. Uh, any communication about when you're going to be relieved up here? Sir, there's no way to tell. I mean, we have no idea what's happening south of us. I have my orders, too, sir. They don't include me abandoning my post. I understand that, but this changes things. I don't see that it does, sir. The chief of staff for the United States Army says it does. Sir, our orders are to hold this bridge at all costs. Our planes in the 82nd have taken out every bridge across the murderette with the exception of two. One at Boulogne and this one here. We let the Germans take it. We're going to lose our foothold and have to displace. Private, your outfit wants to stay. That's one thing. I can't, but your party's I, over here. Sir, I can't leave until at least reinforcements You got here. three minutes to gather your gear. Sir, what about them? I mean, there, there's... Two of our guys already died trying to find you, all right? That's right. What were their names? Arwen Wade and Adrian Caparzo. Wade and... Caparzo. It doesn't make any sense, sir. Why? Why me? Why do I deserve to go? Why not any of these guys? They all fought just as hard as me. Is that what they're supposed to tell your mother? When they send her another folded American flag? Tell her that when you found me, I was here. And I was with the only brothers that I have left. And there's no way I was going to desert them. I think she'll understand that. There's no way I'm leaving this bridge. Um, so they've found Ryan. And I've titled this clip here for him. 
Uh, you know, we see uh, Tom Hanks, the captain's on the bridge, and they say, so what are you here for? And, and he goes, we're here for him. I think it's so uh, amazing that someone's prepared to, to outwork a mission in their life for one person. You know, the Bible actually says in John chapter 15, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for someone else. And we know that by who Jesus Christ is, who laid down his life on the cross for you and for me. And they went after. And, and, and this, that's the same passion that the, that captain and the squad went for as they, they said, we're here for him. I mean, this is just a little bit of the movie, just only a small part. But they, had, they came up against all sorts of things along the way, a lot of enemy territory they had to take out. They could have chosen to go around. But they still kept, and that's where the two guys lost their life uh, in, in that part, when they chose to keep going on the mission. And I think God's given us, every one of us, a mission. But also you've got to know that they, He's here for you. So there's two things in this clip again. One is that the mission that we have for one another, but also that you are a mission. I'm a mission. You're a mission. God's after you. God's after me. And I want to encourage you this morning. God loves you. There's, a, there's a, a scripture in Isaiah chapter 43. I hope the team can throw it up there. That's the other one. But now, O Jacob, listen. This is the Lord talking about the, the children of Israel. Listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the, the one who formed you says this. Don't be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I want to tell you this morning, if you're sitting in this place, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how life is treating you. I pray it's good. Yeah. But, but he's ransomed you. He's called you by name. He knows every thought about you that you have. And I want to tell you today, this morning, just that God is here for you. That we're here for you as a church. We're, we believe for you. Your friend that you're sitting next to, I pray, is here for you. And nudge your friend right now and say, are you here for me? <laughs> but are you here? We're here. God is here for you this morning. He loves you. And there's a mission field that God's called us into so that people would, are we prepared to lay our lives down? You know, for, for Ryan. I pray everyone's got a Ryan. And Ryan Griffiths is out in Mosgiel this morning. But uh, I pray there's someone in your world that you're just passionate about, but also God is just passionate about you. You might be sitting here this morning thinking, man, life is just all on top of me. You might feel like you're in a war zone. But God's sending people. God's sending people to say, hey, we're here for you. We are here for you. This next clip, because we want to keep rolling, we're running out of time. Is, um, the, so obviously there was an argument or a discussion about how Ryan didn't want to leave the bridge. And so the captain and his squad stay and fight off the, the enemy from taking that bridge. And we pick up the clip just at the end. Let's go to that. Hang in there,
They're tank busters, sir. P-51s. <laughs> Angels on our shoulders. What, sir? sense of joy that I write to inform you your son, Private James Ryan, is well and at this very moment on his way home from European battlefields. Reports from the front indicate James did his duty in combat with great courage and steadfast dedication, even after he was informed of the tragic loss your family has suffered in this great campaign to rid the world of tyranny and oppression. I take great pleasure in joining the Secretary of War, the men and women of the United States Army, and the citizens of a grateful nation in wishing you good health and many years of happiness with James at your side. Nothing, not even the safe return of a beloved son, can compensate you or the thousands of other American families who have suffered great loss in this tragic war. I might share with you some words which have sustained me through long, dark nights of peril, loss, and heartache. And I quote, I pray that our Heavenly Father may assuage the anguish of your bereavement and leave you only the cherished memory of the loved and lost and the solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly a sacrifice upon the altar of freedom. Abraham Lincoln, Yours very sincerely and respectfully, George C. Marshall, General Chief of Staff. with you, I, I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming back here. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, 
what all of you have done for me. James? Captain John H. Miller. Who's a crier in the movies? <laughs> it's a pretty emo uh, amazing scene. That last scene where you see the captain sitting on the bridge. That, that was the mission of Ryan. It was Ryan's mission to protect the bridge. But the captain died outworking Ryan's mission. And you see him stand there and you, you see him... just hear the captain brings him close and he just hears those words earn it earn what he gave his life for now here's the thing about Christianity is we can't earn anything but the Bible says that we can live it in John 10.10 10, it says the Bible, uh, the, the Bible that, that Jesus came to give us life and life in its fullness. And so instead of titling this, well, I did title it, Earn It. But when it comes to our working and living our lives, I really believe that we need to live it. Live the life that Jesus died on the cross for. Don't, don't live a life just going through the motions and letting the devil come and ruin your life through different things, but to live your life to the, the way that Jesus died for. Not to just hold back, but to be passionate about the love of Christ. See, see the, the thing is, the, the beginning is if the boy is alive, we're going to find him. And the mission is it comes straight from the top. And I want to tell you that He's here for you. But it's, it's, it's your choice whether you want to live it. Maybe you've never decided and declared that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. 
want to tell you this morning, hey, he's, if, if you're alive, he's here for you. And the missions come straight from the top. But if you are a Christian, live it. Live it to the point where you get to the end of your life and you're like Ryan there going back to, I guess, the, the um, place where the captain was remembered. And he looks back and he asks those questions. Tell me I'm a good man. Tell me that I've been a good husband or I lived a good life. You know, the Bible says in Timothy, it says to fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to what is right. See, as uh, th- th- this morning, I want to tell you, there's going to be stuff that's going to come against you. Because in John 10, 10, it says that Jesus came to give us life and life in its fullness. But it also says that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. So there, there is a battle going on. But we choose how we're going to live our life. And I want to say, live it this morning. Don't just, don't just stand there and I'll let the, no, live it. There's something that you can fight for. See, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, faith, hope, and love will last forever. I believe those are the things that we should fight for. for the, to fight for the, for the faith, hope, and love, and the love of Christ getting, reaching into this world. I was driving home last night, and it said, public event, eagles are in town. Slow down and take it easy. Some of you are not Eagles fans. But isn't that the, it's just like, no, just slow down, take it easy. And I'm like, I mean, we started moving March with a punch. I'm like, we're just going straight after it right now. Why? Because you're Ryan. You've got a mission, you've got a purpose. See, the, love, the thing that I love about that last clip is that Ryan had a whole lot of his family there. People who weren't even born yet. Calls and destinies that weren't even even created yet apart from what God knew. And I know I'm a little emotional, but here's the thing is, I was a riot. You were a riot. But are we going to choose to fight a good fight of faith? And I'd love to pray with you this morning. Just say, come on, be the Ryan that God has called you to be. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Well, if you're alive, He's going to get you the hell out of hell. The missions come straight from the top, and He's here for you. But now are you going to live it? So, Father, I pray right now across this entire room. I thank you for every single person in this room. Lord, it says that you have known them before they were born. You knew their name. And I pray right now, Lord, that there just be something come alive, whether it's just, again, that fresh gratefulness and thankfulness that you died on the cross, you rose again for us. In a moment, we're going to sing that song, Reckless Love. And Lord, I I pray that there'd just be an encompassing of the reckless love of God in this room. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.